Good morning and welcome to another episode of Sweetness and Light. I'm one of your hosts, Justin, along with... One of your other hosts, Eric. Good morning, Justy. How are you? Eric, I'm uh, excited to be back with you and recording again after our last episode with Kelly. And since that point in time, you and I have both had some crazy things go on. So why don't uh, you enlighten us with yeah. what's been going on in your world? Well, I, I'm going to, but it's, but it's a bit of a long story. So I want to hear a little bit about what happened with you. And uh, as our listeners know... Um, we had a emergency step-in host last time. Uh, Justin's uh, lovely and, and and honestly more talented wife Kelly jumped in, but it was one of those <laughs> things where uh, where Justy just left the air and suddenly Kelly was on. No announcement, no no warning that that was going to happen, and uh, and and she stepped in and uh, more than filled in his shoes. Well, first of all, uh, I could not agree more with you. I thought she was fantastic, and um, I mean just just hilarious. I listened to the episode again. And uh, absolutely loved it. I thought it was fantastic. So I think we need to have her on as a guest occasionally more frequently just because she's she's awesome. She but, might be even better uh, than your dad. That bar wasn't real high, but yes. <laughs> but it was a bar. It was it was a bar nonetheless, yeah. but it's not necessarily one that I would be proud to overcome. But anyways, um, so since then, uh, I've, you know, I've, I've had the, the whole x-rays and stuff like that done on my, uh, my ribs. And the good news is that uh, it's a weird placement, which I didn't know this was possible. But I guess where the cartilage connects to the bone is actually where it's, I have two fr- slight cartilage fractures there. And um, it was really funny because the radiologist was just hilarious. He's looking at it going, huh. Which is never anything you want to hear. No, right? no. And, and reminiscent of my, my upcoming stories, but yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Well, I'm glad we can we can play off each other in this. So he kind of looks at it and goes, huh. And I'm like, and then he cocks his head like, I mean, it was out of the movies. Like things you just don't ever like expect to really see. And he looks up again and he puts his glasses on and takes them off again. And then looks at me and goes, how many x-rays did you have done? And I said, I, I don't know, three, four. And he's like, well, I see a bunch in the file here, but this angle is just... This can't be right. And so he like puts his glass back on, whatever. And like a minute later, he finally pauses and goes, listen, I, I see what happened, but it, I mean, you should be in like excruciating <laughs> pain. And I'm like, you know, I'm not in excruciating, but it really is odd. And he's like, well, look, what happened is, is that the cartilage actually basically broke off the bone. Oh. It's like, and he's like, oh yeah, that's what I said. And he's like, the good news is cartilage will fuse back to bone faster than bone to bone, which is good. Wow. The bad news is that. Um, you're probably going to be in a lot more pain than you normally would be. If he's like, have you noticed you can't sleep on that side? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> he goes, cause with most cartilage tears, the pain is subtle and it's more like a dull pain. Um, and it, it's so fibrous that I guess like a true break is still attached. Huh. Whereas bone, you know, it, it, it ruptures. Yeah, right. Yeah. And this was a clean break and he was so funny. He just looks at it and goes, Oh man, you're uh, your road to recovery here is going to be going to be fun. And he just leaves. Wow. So <laughs> so I get a call from my uh, primary care physician the next day after they reviewed it and go, um, uh, kind of similar stuff, but goes, look at, you know, basically what you have to be weary of is like every five breaths, when you're going through the day, you have to take a really deep breath because what can happen is the cartilage can actually fuse above the bone or below the bone and you want it to have a, a straight fuse. And so what happens is by taking a deep breath, you're expanding it. So it has to line up and it kind of should click into place. And she goes, so if you hear clicking, which I have been, she no. goes, um, that's good, Wow. but you don't want to hear it for too long. And I'm like, well, how long is long? <laughs> um, you'll know. What? 
So that is where my story ends, and I'll let yours begin. But that's kind of been, you know, just a weird. What does that mean? Wow, yeah, that's that's unspecific, and 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 in in, in some ways, it's almost worse <laughs> when you do that because then you you know then you're worrying about it. Plus, you have no idea what your what 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 the actual implication is. You know how do you, how hundred percent? Yeah, how will you know? Um, well. Good luck. I hope you're much better. And yeah, if there's anything I can do, please <laughs> let me know. But I just, I, I, I know this is a healing process. But what a, what a crazy, freaky, ridiculous accident. And by the way, um, other than on, you know, on sitcoms or on, on, on animated shows, never actually heard, like, I've never heard the idea that a, that a bear hug took someone out before. I mean, this was, this is amazing <laughs> that it actually happened. So, so kudos to well, you on, it- on living that out. Well, just sorry to that point. The guy asked me how I did it, and I told him, and he goes, "No, you didn't." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yes, I did." And this is the radiologist. He's he's a very deadpan, yeah. you know, typical kind of you know very by the book kind of guy. And he goes, "This is a very hard thing to do that way." And I go, "I don't know what to tell you. That's how it happened." And he's like, "Well, if you ever want to tell me the truth, let me know." And he goes, "Listen, the good news is you've got very good bone strength. That's why your bone didn't break." But your cartilage is, you know, exactly what it's supposed to be. And I'm like, okay. And then, you know, again, he goes with the other stuff about, you know, takes off his glasses and anyways. So I'll pause there because I I really want to hear your story. And I know the audience is going to be blown away. So please take it away, my friend. Okay, well, I'm I'm, going to bridge it by just saying that um, in response to my story, because I posted an Instagram reel about it, um, you know, a lot of a lot of sympathy and uh and and you know well wishes from friends and family alike and uh, and cousin Petey called me and we chatted for half an hour he was very alarmed and and very concerned but he told his own story which I'll just recount briefly i don't know if you remember he shot an independent movie waikiki in hawaii a couple of years ago and um i do yeah at that time he he had a pretty serious idea you know, they're doing a fight and of course like he he pulled a tom cruise and did his own stunts and in so doing, you know, had a compound fracture of his his clavicle, and it, you know, it it the the bone penetrated the the skin, and um, they oh. had to fly a specialist in from the mainland to treat him. In the meantime, they gave him painkillers and put a blanket over his shoulder, and 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 they shot another scene anyway. But wait, wait, wait! You mean with him in it, or they? Yeah, <laughs> he's, a, he's a tough. <laughs> I can, I can take it, cousin Eric, man. Like, yeah, people are such people are such wimps. Um, but like, uh, yeah, cut to wow. cut to to this year, and he um, he had some pain in his shoulder, and you know, went saw 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 a doctor and been getting physical therapy, and it was it was hurting a lot, and so they you know they they finally diagnosed it as a torn rotator cuff, you know, which obviously you don't want and requires some some work. And they said, you know, we'll um, we'll ha- you know we'll set you up with a specialist and, you know, and probably like surgery in about a, in about thirty days. And he says it's been ninety days. And I'm like, well, did you follow up? And he goes, no, I'm just doing like the physical therapy. And I'm like, dude, I think you should, I think you should follow up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he said, and it really hurts. And I'm like, yeah, I imagine. He goes, like, I can't use that arm or that side of my body. And I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I mean, this is real. This happened. Yeah, like, yeah. He's really doing this. Yeah. So this, 
This is oh, this, this isn't the failing of the you know in this case the Canadian health system. This is the failing of the patient. I think to yeah. <laughs> so so one hundred percent agree. Yeah now, yeah. So in, so in my is case, what you're about to tell us a failure on your part or the medical system? Do you think? Um, I wouldn't say I, I don't know that it's a failure of anything except except okay. you know uh, COVID. You know, so I mean, so, 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 so to start this off, you know, I, I've been, um, as, as everyone knows, I've been doing hundreds of days in consecutive rollerblading and uh, I'm in pretty good shape at this point. And, um, a couple months ago, maybe two, three months ago, I started feeling shortness of breath, particularly going up flights of stairs or swimming or even bending over to tie my shoes, you know, which was a little alarming, but, uh, none of those things ever caused me any issues before. And I mean, going up walking up two flights of stairs never you know i all my life i've never even noticed you know i mean i run stairs yeah. and everything else and so that was that was a little weird and 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 i attributed it to you know the effects of covid people talk people talk about how everyone has these lingering effects particularly respiratory and stuff but also quite other quite different stuff and um what happened was last week well i guess a week and a half ago at this point i uh it started getting a bit worse, like even just, do, you know, even just walking around or sitting, you know, it started, I started feeling it. And uh, a week ago, Friday, uh, I was in the gym and doing weights. And uh, yeah, even just doing weights, I suddenly felt it strongly. Like, I mean, it was just like um, breathing hard, just like, you know, finish a set and uh, having to take a break for a second. I was just like... Um, yeah, I, got, I should do something about that. And as, as our listeners know, I've been <laughs> blading to, to and from the gym, you know. And so um, I had put on my blades and rather than going home, I bladed straight to the ER, which uh, which caused a few laughs and and, 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 and admiration amongst the, the nurses and staff at the hospital. They'd literally never seen anything like that. And over the course of my stay in the ER, several of the nurses said they're they they're going to take up blading or uh, or roller skating. It seems like the thing to do. And yeah, and they and they 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 all acknowledge it's really cool again, which is certainly to say that prior you know in, in the decade before COVID, it had gotten much less cool. But uh, you know, if nothing else, COVID COVID resurrected rollerblading, and and I'd like to think I was a part of it. Um, you absolutely were. Now, real <laughs> quick, I got a question for you in that regard. Yeah. So when you showed up in rollerblades. I mean, was this like out of the movies where people just all turned their heads and looked at you or what, what, what was the reaction? Well, the way the ER is currently set up in COVID time, it's, it's so, it's so labyrinthine that they didn't really have the chance uh, to, do it. but I was carrying, I was, I'm in gym clothes and, and including like, you know, compression pants and, um, and a, and a flip belt, runner's belt, and, you know, and a compression shirt in toting rollerblades. So so I certainly don't look like I'm someone who was prepared to come to the uh, to the ER, and I'm even less someone who was prepared to spend a few days in the hospital. So, so you know, we we, we go through the battery of of tests. I, I mentioned my symptoms, and again, I'm what I'm expecting is a diagnosis of either well, you're fine, you're just you know you're you're overly concerned, or uh, after effects of COVID, or even you know using the the now trendy term long COVID. Um, do do like you know obviously blood tests and vitals and they're all good in fact they're they're great like my i think my my blood pressure on the on the first go was like something like you know 117 over 79 so very very good um and then uh chest x-ray during which the 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 radiologist said to me or the tech said um wow you have really big lungs you know indicating i have like a large capacity for for breathing so it's <laughs> so it's interesting interesting to say that and interesting that uh, you know that i'm having problems with with breathing 
Um, and we're, you know, we're getting along fine. And the, the doctor's cool. This is Cedar Sinai, Marina Del Rey. And so, you know, so uh, pretty quality place and pretty quality, uh, you know, very quality uh, staff who were, who were fantastic, nice and engaging. Until the doctor, you know, actually went <laughs> over my, my labs. And he comes back in looking much more grim. And he goes, um, I've got bad news. And I'm expecting like, and good news. But that didn't come. It was just, and so I'm like, man, you're just totally wrecking the whole way this is supposed to work. But he's just like, I've got bad news. And he says, um, yeah, you know, based on some of my levels of some of the things that are being tested in the blood work, you know, I had potentially an organ failure. And, um, and in fact, so severe, it was, you know, this particular organ is working at less than a quarter of what it's supposed to be doing, you know, and, um, yeah, well, there's system and, uh, yeah, that was a little shock. I mean, I was stunned. And later on when I was reading about it, um, like in, in the hospital, it, it does mention that a lot of people, you know, if it happens unexpectedly, generally people are shocked. And I, I was one of those. Yeah. And so he's, he's still, he's, real quick. Did he, did yeah. he deliver this information like deadpan or was it like with concern or how did he deliver it? You know, with concern. In fact, with considerable concern. Okay. It wasn't one of those, you know, I'm like, a, I'm slightly detached and I don't get close to my patients kind of doctors. It was like, hey, this is a real issue and we've got to do something about it. And what he specifically said was, I don't want to risk sending you home tonight, which which did not oh. which made it sound a little dire. Right. Yeah, and it's terrifying. And um, I'm like, OK, that's. That's that's a little alarming, and then and then he said, yeah. So I think you need to stay in the hospital. Unfortunately, um, the insurance I currently have, uh, kudos to the American system, uh, <laughs> made it very unlikely I could stay at Cedars. <laughs> and so uh, he said, you know, we'll we'll try to transfer you to another hospital. Um, and I I I said, you know, I'd love to, I'd much prefer to stay here. And he's like, I'd much prefer you stayed here too. <laughs> and I'm like, great. Uh, but he said it was, it was it was unlikely. But then you know the the team worked on getting me into a hospital, and yes, of course, with the uh, with the insurance, um, I ended up being transferred somewhere else. And um, you know, then it's like the, the 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 comedy of I've been sitting in this you know this chair, and oh, by the way, they 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 saw me pretty quickly, which was great. But the it happened the examination room that was open when they got to me was the pediatric examination room. So there's no bed or anything. There's just, a, there's, a, there's a crib, literally, and a chair. And not like a comfy chair, like, you know, like a plastic chair that you sit in while you're waiting for someone for a few minutes. And uh, so I was in that chair for the better part of, you know, um, half a day because the, the I, I, checked into the, I checked into the hospital at four. As I say, they saw me pretty quickly and got me into this room. Um, but then I... Uh, the, the ambulance that was supposed to transfer to the other hospital was supposed to come at 11. Of course, there was some delay, so they pushed it back to 11.45. And, of course, it didn't actually show till 1.30 and um, a.m. And so get in the hospital, and then they tell me, you know, it's going to be X amount of minutes. Um, somehow the guidance system got – it went wrong. Like, it was supposed to be 18 minutes, I believe, and it ended up taking – and this is the middle of the night, so, you know, no traffic. Um, ended up taking us – like 45. So he clearly took the wrong route. And, um, you know, I get checked in, um, get into my bed around 3am. 
so so it was it was already a pretty long day, and I'm a little stressed to be honest. And when I say a little stressed, I mean really stressed. And uh, sure, I'm in a, you know I'm in a double room. The the other guy is in there and and moaning. Um, they take my vitals. Again, they're surprisingly good considering how stressed I am, particularly BP and everything. And yeah, my and pulse. I mean, they're all pretty low actually. But um, the other guy was in real distress. I mean, they asked him at a certain point during the night, you know, what what level is your pain out of ten? Um, he goes eight. Although I find that hard to believe, to be honest, I think he'd be, I think he would have been in a, a lot more <laughs> visibly. I think his his version eight um, doesn't account for what what ten really is. Um, but but that said, unless he's he's on a, like a logarithmic scale, like you know, like the Richter scale or something or decibels, um, and so <laughs> ten is like a hundred times worse than eight. But um, but yeah, also. And I, you know, I, I wish him well and hope he's good, but he, he was a little inept, you know, and I get grant he's in distress, but, but he kept, he'd, he'd be calling nurse, nurse. And we all have these call buttons, you know, built into our bed and a, and a handheld thing. Um, and at first, and I'm like, do you want me to call the nurse? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and so I hit the button. They're like, yes. And I'm like, could you please come help the gentleman in my room? And, uh. <laughs> <laughs> who I hadn't seen at this point because we're, you know, we're, we're separated by curtain. And, yeah. um, it's like, thanks, thanks. And then, and then it happens again, nurse, nurse. And uh, I'm like, um, would you like me to call the, call the nurse again? He's like, yeah. And I felt like saying, you know, you could do, you have a, you have this device right beside you too. But I did, you know, I didn't want, yeah, 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 yeah. But I did not. Um, he did eventually learn it, but over the course of that night, as a result of the, this guy, I, I slept about half an hour, maybe, and then then it was wake up time. You know, they wake they woke me up to to take vitals again, and um, give me some breakfast, and then wheel me down to uh, uh, for ultrasound to you know radiology. And they um, okay, so this was interesting. So so this guy, uh, you know, the the orderly starts pushing me, and he's like, oh, you know, you asked me about my my ethnic background, uh, which, which is a lot, but I mean, that's, he, he happens to be of Asian descent himself. And I, so I, I, I said, and he's like, ah, oh, I'm a hundred percent Filipino. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's great. And he goes, um, he <laughs> goes, so, uh, it's president. I mean, he's pretty old, isn't he? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like he's, <laughs> he's past his prime. And I go, well, I mean, some people would argue that I, I, I think, you know, to be honest, both the last two guys, were older than I would love, and and in a country of 350 million people, honestly, I think we could could have done much better than than either of them. He goes, well, the la- Trump was good. I'm like, well, <laughs> well, I think they both had issues. And he goes, well, he could have done some things better. I'm like, yeah, I think so. But um, and and then he goes, yeah, I've been in in the U.S. since the 80s. And I'm like, that's great, that's great. Well, you know, and he goes, I, and I and I vote all the time. And I go, yeah, as you should. He goes, and I'm a registered Republican. I go, okay, I, yeah, that's you know, a lot of my friends are, and I, I, yeah, you know, and I, I have some, some views that lean Republican <laughs> and some that lean Democrat and some that probably you know are, don't fit in either platform. He goes, yeah. he goes, uh, <laughs> so where but, did it go uh, yeah, there? that uh, you know, it, okay, so, well then, then fi- thankfully we arrive at at, at ultrasound at, at that point, but uh, but it was yeah, it was it was, it was a, an interesting conversation. So the first thing the ultrasound tech says to me when she looks at my you know my chart and what I'm in for, she goes, "This is pretty scary." 
That's how she starts the conversation? Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I wish I was still at Cedars. <laughs> <laughs> and, and because I'm not sure about your guys' bedside manner, to be honest, and um, and and I and I don't respond. Well, I mean, it wasn't she said hi, you know, and and and, and you know, we sort of how are you, and then and then she looks at my chart and says, "This is pretty scary," and I I sort of don't respond because I'm you know I'm taken aback, and yeah, uh, I mean, that would. so she thinks I didn't hear her, so she repeats it. Oh God! So she, she goes says it again. This is pretty scary, and I go. Yeah, yeah, it kind of it, it, it kind of is, and she goes, "Yeah, I'd be scared," and I'm like, "Wow!" So one, it's <laughs> I'm amazed you're saying this to begin with, and two, there must be situations at least as dire as this several times a day that you 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 observe. <laughs> the, but but the, but the fact that sake. you're saying it to me makes me think that my situation is worse than 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 almost everyone else's, and um, <laughs> yeah, so so I, I was a little little unhappy about that. Um, so she ultrasounds, you know, my, 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 my abdomen and the, and the, and the organs down and systems down there. And then they send me back up and, uh, and then I get, uh, you know, I get another few minutes with the, with the, uh, uh, my, my Trumpy friend, my Trumpy Filipino friend. And, um, you know, when he gets me to, to back to my room, I stand up out of the wheelchair and, uh, even though, you know. Every, everyone in the COVID era, it's like, you know, it's, it's elbow bumps or nothing at all or just like, you know, and, and, and this is like, this is an orderly who's wheeling me. And, and you know, I, obviously I appreciate what he's doing for me, but uh, sticks out his hand to shake. He's like, really good to meet you. I'm like, okay. So, so we shake hands and then just, that's fine. You know, I mean, I'd been, I'd per, you know, as you know, I'm fully vaxxed and I actually got COVID tested uh, in the ER and stuff and was negative. Oh, again, I'm sure you have to. Yeah. But, but it was, uh, yeah, that was interesting. And then, um. I'm I, yeah now I'm I'm in bed you know more tests a nephrologist comes in and well or a specialist comes in and um and and starts talking about the specific situation and you know having looked at the labs and uh, you know everything and uh, and saying yeah I mean there's this doesn't look good I mean there's potentially lifelong implications of what happened and, you know and what's happening and um yeah I should be uh, I should be prepared for that and so I'm not so happy. And, uh, you know, and, and, and then I, I spend the rest of the day in bed. I, I had, when I checked in, I had, okay, so here's, here's the important part. I had, you know, what I really didn't want, you know, life-threatening or not, was to end the streak. Because that Friday- <laughs> Or lose them, right? You're in a hospital. They could, it could be lost, right? Well, yeah, but that's, that's not, I mean- I'm at day 470, you know, I mean, obviously I want to get to 500, you know, so of rollerblading. Yeah. And um, for anyone who knows me well, I'm a little streak obsessed. Like, in fact, for anyone who listened to the episode about how I think it's even good to have a losing streak like Chicago or Boston or, or London, as long as you're keeping the streak going, um, you can imagine how I felt having to stop at 470. So so I had this this delusion that maybe I can get out of the hospital that day and blade anyway and uh, and continue it. Um, but as the hours tick by, I realized that was less and less likely. Then I was thinking, I wonder if I can get a hall pass and, uh, and if they'll release me to blade, but, uh, but it turns out they don't do that. <laughs> hey, on that note, Eric, I think we need to pause there because we're running a little over this time and pick it up in uh, episode 155. What do you think? I think that's a fantastic idea. So cliffhanger. <laughs> with that um i, I love this uh, this is just fantastic so thank you so much 
uh, to you and our audience, and uh, everyone have a great rest of your day. Thanks, and everyone stay healthy and heal. Yeah.